800 AM and 94.9 FM KINY Juno from the Alaska Airlines Studio. Local first. Now, News of the North. From the capital city, I'm Jazz Garrett. These are the stories we're following this hour. Guns, money, and a significant amount of drugs were seized during a search warrant service yesterday, and one man was arrested. And the CBJ sales tax cap will be increased effective January 1st. But first... Yesterday, a search warrant was served at about 10.17 a.m. by JPD officers and CCAD at a residence located in the 500 block of North Franklin Street. The search warrant was related to an ongoing year-long investigation involving the distribution of controlled substances in Juneau. Public Safety Manager Aaron Kawera gives more details on the incident. The search warrant service lasted almost three hours and utilized the PA system from the Bearcat, deployment of a distraction device and chemical munitions. 65-year-old Juno resident Kenneth Kitka was arrested on 11 criminal charges, heroin, meth, cocaine, and fentanyl with an estimated street value of $170,000, along with guns and a large sum of cash, were seized by the task force. While on the scene, Lieutenant Craig Campbell and soon-to-be Deputy Chief for the Juneau Police Department says it was necessary to use the scale they did in this investigation in order to bring the man into custody in the safest way possible. Or when we do search warrants or any kind of investigation is we run it through a threat assessment. It's just a matrix to see like uh, based on a totality of circumstances from let's say a scale from zero to 50 um, to see like is it very, very safe or is there increased threat? Based off of this one, we believe there was an increased threat based off of the seriousness of the crimes involved, uh, the person's history, and different things that we've uh, learned through the investigation regarding uh, him and things that we need to be concerned about. So ultimately, we ran that through our threat assessment. He says it reached a level that they felt it necessary to deploy their SWAT team and negotiators. Kitka is charged with two counts of misconduct involving controlled substances in the second degree, two counts of misconduct involving controlled substances in the third degree, misconduct involving controlled substances in the fourth degree, misconduct involving weapons in the second degree, four counts of misconduct involving weapons in the third degree because he is a felon in possession, and violating conditions of release. He also has a criminal history, according to the Alaska Court Systems database, including previous drug-related charges. A search of the residence and the suspect's vehicle revealed over $100,000 in cash, three handguns, 80.74 grams of a tar-like substance that field-tested positive for heroin, 5.11 gross grams of a crystalline substance that field-tested positive for methamphetamine, 26.2 gross grams of a white powdery substance that tested positive for cocaine, and approximately 4,000 blue pills imprinted M30 that are suspected of containing fentanyl. Campbell says that fentanyl is a huge concern in Juneau. Over the past three years, uh, we've definitely seen a huge increase in fentanyl uh, coming to Juneau. We've probably seen some of our press releases where we're catching you know, 6,000 or more pills coming in, and that's a lot of dangerous drugs coming in our community. And we've seen that ramping up more and more and more, uh, and that's just a small fraction of where we're able to recover. Uh, so part of this investigation is because we've we believe, and this this person who's the subject of the, the residence is associated with some of those actions, and that's why we believe it's such an important thing to get people there to try to disrupt some of that flow of drugs into the community. Kitka has a preliminary hearing on February 26, 2024. 
The CBJ sales tax cap, which provides a cap on the amount of sales tax collected for a single item or service, will be increased effective January 1st, 2024. The new cap level will be $14,300. The sales tax code stipulates an adjustment to the level of the cap every two years, consistent with the consumer price index data over that period for urban Alaska. Based on a review of the 2022 2023 Urban Alaska CPI data, the single item and single service cap level will be increased from the current level of $12,800 to $14,300. As a result, only the first $14,300 of the selling price of a single item or single service will be subject to the CBJ sales tax. Coming up next on News of the North, a winter storm watch is in effect for Skagway and Haines. That story next when News of the North continues. Welcome back to News of the North. I'm Jazz Garrett. A winter storm watch is in effect for Skagway and Haines. Meteorologist with National Weather Service Juno Andrew Park says a storm will impact all of the panhandle, but Haines and Skagway will see the heaviest snowfall. So we know that the storm would be moving into the Gulf Friday night. The main plume of moisture and warm front will be lifting north across the panhandle through Saturday. We know that Haynes border, White Pass, they will experience moderate to heavy snowfall Saturday afternoon through Sunday afternoon. Travel will be impacted. There will be heavy snow. There will be strong winds. And we're expecting anywhere from 12 to 18 inches through this 24-hour period for the Haynes border. And similar values for for the White Pass Klondike Highway area. He also gives a glimpse on how the storm will impact sea level communities. So we're expecting snow to fill in uh, Saturday afternoon, start out heavy at first before the warm front lifts over the area. For Haines, we're we're decreasing snow mounts by a little bit. We're thinking four to five inches there for Saturday afternoon before we transition over to rain. And then for Skagway, we're, we're thinking one to two, one to three inches for that area. Um, it's a developing situation. Stay tuned for updates as we watch this warm front lift over the area Saturday morning and see how sites respond and see how Lynn, Lynn Canal responds. That's when we'll really have a better feel on okay, how much snow we get. But right now, the majority of guidance and analysis indicates that we're going to see heavy snow at first and then we'll transition to rain sometime uh, Saturday night. There will be a significant wind concerns for the central and southern regions, but it will be windy across the north as well. For the southern panhandle, we have a high wind watch. Um, we're confident that winds are going to escalate Friday, late, late Friday night with the strongest winds arriving Saturday morning through late Saturday night. For the marine waters, gale force winds are likely, and for land areas, expect 20 to 30 mile an hour winds with gusts to 65 miles an hour possible. Again, the strongest winds are going to be Saturday with the, the most strongest winds uh, Saturday afternoon into the evening. Um, winds will continue to be strong Saturday night through Sunday. Stay up to date on weather.gov slash Attorney General Trick Taylor joined a 21-state coalition challenging the Biden administration's latest climate rule, which mandates that states with federal interstates and highways must adopt stringent CO2 emission standards. The Attorney General argues that Congress has not given the Department of Transportation the authority to regulate greenhouse gas emissions. The Kentucky-led coalition asserts that U.S. DOT's Federal Highway Administration overstepped its legal authority. 
the coalition writes, quote, Congress has not given FHWA or USDOT authority to regulate greenhouse gas emissions, nor can the agencies compel the states to administer a federal regulatory program or mandate them to further executive policy, which is absent some other authority to do so, which is lacking as to this rule. Further, the Attorney's General notes that FHWA previously issued a similar rule, which was repealed after the agency determined that the measure may duplicate, quote, existing efforts in some states and, and imposed, quote, unnecessary burdens on state DOTs and metropolitan planning organizations that were not contemplated by Congress. A federal appeals court rejected a motion by environmental and Alaska Native groups that were seeking to block construction of the Willow Oil Field Project, allowing ConocoPhillips to continue with its planned winter work on the huge development on the North Slope. The Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals in a three-page order issued Monday denied the motion for an emergency injunction that was filed two weeks ago by the groups that are seeking to overturn the Biden administration's Willow approval. The order was issued, quote, without prejudice, meaning that the larger legal case remains alive with merits of the arguments for and against development to be evaluated later. The Willow Project, deadline to become one of the most prolific oil fields on the North Slope, would tap into an estimated 600 million barrels of recoverable oil and produce up to 180,000 barrels a day, according to ConocoPhillips and federal regulators. That would be a significant boost in North Slope production that has dwindled since its 1988 peak of over 2 million barrels a day. Production in the last fiscal year, which ended June 30th, averaged 479,400,000 barrels per day, according to state officials. Environmentalists are blasting it as a polluting, quote, carbon bomb that threatens to derail U.S. efforts to combat climate change. For ConocoPhillips, the court order affirmed ongoing plans. Now you're up to date with News of the North. I'm Jazz Garrett. For continuous updates, visit our website, kinyradio.com.